so I've um, so I've had a bit of an update on my um, my friend Boaz. Oh, uh, is this your Kenyan friend? Yes, indeed. So, on one of the podcasts, I I wasn't sure whether he existed or not. Or well, I, he had a Facebook page, but whether he was a real runner or whether it was a four one nine scammer, just right. trying to be friends with me. And to be honest, I'm still not really sure. But <laughs> I mean, how do you qualify? How do you? But I accepted his friendship on Facebook, and since then he uh, he then called me up within they about a day. You, called you what on Skype? On my mobile. What? On my UK mobile. Who calls people up like that? I've no idea. I didn't even know I had my mobile available. Guess I do on my profile. But <laughs> so he then called me, and I had I couldn't understand who it was or what they were saying. So I was like, hello. Hello, what, what? Um, and he, he, he then, he, I got, I just couldn't understand what was going on, so he hung up. So he then messaged and said, hi, I am an athlete from Kenya, I trained for marathon, I'm the one who called you right now. That's all he said. Right. Um, so I was like, hey, Boaz, man, how you doing? How can I help? And he's, he's quite a nice guy, he's like, just greetings, my brother. And since then... He just says, hi, David. Then he won't say anything. Then I'll say, a few days later, just come back from 12-mile run. I'll then say some stuff. And I can't figure out if I'm grooming him <laughs> because I'm, I'm trying to get something interesting for the podcast, whether he's actually grooming me <laughs> by trying to set out this kind of this relationship between us over the long term so he can then ask for money. or I have no idea. I don't know how these things work. <laughs> but he's... He's, I mean, I've, I've, I'm happy to go along with it until he asks for... He asks for money, or, just, or he turns up in London. Yes. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. That could happen. But he... The um, thing is, he's, he's said... He, um, at the moment, he's trying to improve his 10K target time yeah. um, to under 28 minutes. Which is insane, if that is true. Oh, my God. And, I'm beginning to think it might be true. I, I just don't know how I know, though. And he uh, he trains with... Who did he say he trained with? Wilson Kipsang. What? Yeah. Um, the former marathon record holder. What? Yeah. Say, take, ask him... No, this is what you've got to do. Take a photo with him. You've got to take a photo and send it to him. But the thing is, if it's... We, don't, we still don't know... Because there's probably a photo of the guy. Because if you look up Boaz, he definitely there is definitely a Boaz Lagat who is amazingly quick, right. and he probably does oh, train with him. So you're thinking that? It, yeah, but you can do. Have you seen? Is it catfish? Yeah. Right. So this this is you need to start using some of the catfish techniques. So if you haven't seen it, catfish is basically a um, a program where people have an inkling about they've met someone online on Facebook and they want to go and meet them and then it always turns out that that person is either you know they think they're like in a relationship it turns out that person either never wants to meet them or there's some issue around it and they get these guys in to help them and what it turns out is that the person that they've been like grooming or you know uh, like having a relationship with online uh, is either uh, married is totally different they know them or something weird like that so this is, sounds like this is a perfect catfish-style situation, that this person could be impersonating him. 
Because it, it's an MTV show now, isn't it? as well now, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's really Where, good, um... actually. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I look like one of the guys on that. Uh, not at all. No. I think it's basically he's got grey hair, I've got grey hair. No. I think oh, my just... God, no, not at all. That's rubbish. Who said that? Um, their eyes taken out. Yeah, I can't remember. It's just more than one person, I think. But, um, yeah, we need to think of a way. You've got what? to ask him for photos. You've got to ask him for photos because you'll be able to do an image search to see whether he's stolen them from somewhere else. Oh, yeah, that's a good plan. Yeah, see, yeah. catfish, catfish. Okay. Yeah, catfish or, him. Or do we do we not ask for photos and say, sod it, let's just adopt him. As, let's get him a, an ornery do-badder. Let's hope it's true. Send him out a do-badder top. And then maybe he'll end up in the Olympics in a do-badder top. No, no. No, no, because no, then you're showing some sort of sign of weakness, and then we're going to have all sorts of people like befriending. No, we need to, he has to prove himself first. But if maybe we'll get all the Olympic team befriending us, they all want a top. It's not quite a, a Nike sponsorship, is it? <laughs> it's true, but it's it comes with a guaranteed fan base. Mm. So, um, I've also I've got some feedback from your about your. Audition. Um, what what audition are we talking about? We did I mention? Yeah, well, I'm sure we talked about when I entered you into the the film about the ultra. In oh, Greece. the Greek thing, the Greek oh the ridiculous thing. The isn't it like the fifteen hundred kilometer seventy five day race between theatres where it's you're acting while running. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah, that's exactly, that's oh, didn't right. That ju- didn't that just peter out? No, I, I found the CV of someone called Eon Lynch. So if people do a Google search, Eon Lynch acting CV, I'm sure it will come out. Right. So I then, um, I changed his photo and his name, put your photo in. <laughs> Um, change the, the details of his agent to mine. Right. He's, uh, and sent it off. And <gasps> they liked it. <laughs> then they were asking about your, your ultramarathon credentials. Yeah. Um, and, and that was the trouble. I, from having gone, having lied about your acting credentials, I was then suddenly faced with this situation <laughs> like, actually, I'm probably going to have to lie about your ultra credentials. Because I'm not sure they're going to take you as a serious ultra runner based on your times of things but i um i kind of sent in the races you'd done without saying the times yeah and they they rejected you they rejected me yeah how bad is that they rejected me yeah what because i wasn't quick enough actually i mean they they said you hadn't done enough stage acting my god who what what sort of people are you looking for I, I, I don't understand. They're looking for like an ultra runner who's also a stage actor. Yeah, I mean, how just how many of them are there that they can afford to turn down someone who who's clearly done a hundred milers? And this guy's CV is pretty long. I, I'm not saying it's good, but it's pretty long. He's done a lot of stuff. That's amazing. Yeah, I wondered why I was getting loads of Greek people friending me on Facebook. I can't understand what it says on their on their um, profiles because it's all in Greek. Have you accepted it? I've accepted a couple of them, and then I realised what's the point, so I, I stopped accepting them. And did they message you? Um, 
no, no one's messaged me. I don't know what they do. I can't, I can't read their profiles. Ah, uh, okay. I just, I just thought they'd have. I mean, as a stalker myself, quite often, as soon as, uh, as someone's accepted my friendship, that's when you send them a message that you've why you've asked them to be friends with in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they were checking up on you to see if you were an ultra runner or see if you're an actor or? I think that, or maybe they were checked. Wait a minute. You didn't post any of this, did you? Did we post anything? That's the problem. Did we post you... anything funny about it when they must have realised it was a... No, no, I don't think we did. No, I don't no. think we did. This was, and it was all done from a, an, an email address I created just for you. They couldn't have traced it back. <laughs> and it was really well photoshopped. And I don't know how you, I mean, maybe they'd have done a search to see if you've actually acted in these things, but I just don't think there's information out there about no of course there isn't yeah don't know all these sort of things this you can't yeah i don't i'm sure you wouldn't be able to check it the problem is i think if you my name is quite unusual in the sense that there's, there aren't any other jody rainsford so you type jody rainsford into a google search it's pretty it's pretty clear that i'm not an actor do you think because so many actors have jobs on the side and a lot of friends of mine who are actors yeah, they they work in sales, or one of them works for um, Yellow Pages, and the and unless you actually make it, you can't afford to. No, that's act. right. That's right. You do lots of other things. And so your internet presence is probably going to be a lot of non-related work. Yeah, but you'd expect it to be at least one thing related to acting. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> at least that one. True. At least one acting profile. I don't know. I mean, I feel. I, can't, I feel quite bad I've been rejected now. Rejected from something that I never wanted to get into. You've made Repli- me feel quite sad. Apply again. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get rejected twice. Ah, uh, so we've been rejected by the running awards. Rejected by what? By... Rejected by the, the ridiculous... Uh, you've been rejected by... Well, you haven't... You've rejected one um, bunny, bunny boiler and then the other one rejected you because you won't pay. There's a lot of rejection in this episode, isn't there? No rejection. Oh, we need some love. Oh, go on, let's have some I love. Did... Okay, let's go. Let's let's talk about love then. We've had some letters. Oh, have we? Yes. It's always okay. a good one. Okay, this one. I'm, all I'll do this one will make you feel better about yourself because you can answer this with great, great knowledge. Okay. Running etiquette. Running etiquette. Okay. By James K. Butt. Dear Jody and Dave, I'm a relatively new runner having started in midsummer 2015 and starting to really enjoy my runs. But I'm a little confused as to the etiquette required when passing another runner. What I mean by this is that when, say, you're walking your dog, it's acceptable for you to quickly nod your head, say good morning or good afternoon, and carry on, and this could be done to both men and ladies without repercussion. But when yeah. running, it seems that guys are happy to raise a quick hand to gesture hello as you run past. Everyone usually has headphones on, so there's little point in sending anything else. But girls seem to look horrified or even scared when I raise a hand to wave a quick hi to them. It's not like I'm going to attack them or anything, and besides, I'm a ra- rather rubbish runner, so I'm sure they could outrun me anyway. Am I being too personable, or have I just had a couple of bad experiences, James? P.S. I should add that the last time this happened, I did have a pretty bad moustache moustache for on for Movember, and therefore probably did look a little rapey. <laughs> 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 I just just throws that in there at the end. Well, okay, there's there's a couple of things here. 
Um, and, and the runner's <laughs> nod is, is a very important, very interesting thing. Okay. The yeah. first thing I would say, though, is I've never raised a hand to say hello to anyone when you're running. Have you? Raised a hand. Ooh. Um, I have two friends if they're far away. Yeah. But you're, pass- so you're passing someone. You're passing someone. I've definitely done the nod. Yeah. The, well, the nod's, the nod's the thing, isn't it? I've said hello. Yeah. Um, I've maybe done thumbs up to kids, but never. No, I've not waved a hand. Uh, no. Maybe, maybe the key here is not to use your hands when women are running towards you. What do you think? Do you think is there a chance that he goes running with a knife in his hand? <laughs> I dress up as uh, <laughs> as Ghostface, and uh, people just seem to react badly to it when I when I run around. I don't know why. Who's Ghostface? On Scream. Oh, okay. I thought you meant the rapper. <laughs> so why I, do you dress as? Why do you black I up? I dress up. Go? I dress up as Jimmy Savile when I go running, and for some reason, it has a really negative effect with people. Well, you'd probably you'd probably get offered lifts by the marathon London Marathon organisers. <laughs> there is. There's there's a lot of there's a lot, actually this is a really good thing because I there are some people who are friendlier than others I think yeah. when you're out running I and I generally and I think this is this is different because when with different levels of runners I always think um, I don't know I think the more serious a runner is or they look more serious the less likely they are to give you a nod I think that's true oh from, do you from think my so experience. absolutely absolutely. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I'm not sure about that. Oh, yeah. I think, I think it's like for like. What do you mean? I think in the same way, um, in the same way like my black friends, they give a nod to the black guys. They're like, yeah, we're black guys. Um, if I see someone who's a pretty good runner and I give them a nod, they give me one back because they think I'm going, hey, you look like a pretty good runner. And they go, yeah, I'm a pretty good runner. You look like a pretty good runner. Thanks, buddy. Hey, buddy. I think there's that whole, see, you you in, in the same way v, VW cars beep each other, they but don't v, beep VW each won't beep. Yeah, they do. They don't well, they beep flash. each other. No, they don't. That doesn't happen. They flash. No, you yeah, don't. Do. No one does that. Or minis. No yeah, one minis. Does that. Yeah, yeah. No one does or that. Or two CVs. No one does that. That doesn't happen. They, they do absolutely. I used to have a two CV. Oh, I bet you. And if you ever saw them. one, it was so exciting. Oh Jesus! Like, <laughs> it genuinely is so exciting. You're like, oh, it's two CV. You like beep beep beep. They'd love it. They would absolutely love it. Right. So uh, the I would say ultra wise because the thing is, is when you are training for ultras and stuff, ultra runners look like ultra runners. You can tell because they're normally carrying around you know most of. They most... look miserable. They don't look miserable. Oh, they do. What are you talking about? Ultra runners never look miserable. Are you kidding me? What are you talking about? That's madness. Yeah. I'll tell you, the most miserable people are like people that are. Do it, yeah. Obviously, they're 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 doing some sort of serious like training or whatever, and they're the miserable ones. The ultra runners always. I, the thing is about ultra runners that you can meet someone, and you'll stop and actually talk to them properly, like have a proper conversation with them, like even though you're on a training run, because you know you're not you're, you're on like a massive long run. You're like, oh yeah, how many miles are you doing today? Yeah, thirty. How many are you doing thirty-five or something like that? And you can have a proper chat with them, and it's really easy to identify them because they've normally got twelve water bottles and like four <laughs> four caps on, and you know bloody compass and, and everything else. 
just the the whole the yeah the none the the uh, runners nod thing doesn't really work for for I don't know. I, well, it does. It does outside of London. It's so also, if you're. It depends. If you're running down a country lane, or you're in a field in in, in the middle of nowhere, it always works. Yeah, no, that's true. It's, that always works. Yeah. It's like it's it's like when you're hiking, you always say hello to anyone. Um, and I tried to get it in my local park, Clissold Park, because I the first time I did marathon training, I injured my leg on a long run. Well, I was eight miles from home and it started raining. Didn't have my Oyster card and I had to walk back eight miles in the rain. Yeah. It's pretty miserable. So I then decided I'd just do all my long runs in the local park, which was one mile loops. Oh my God, really? Yeah, it was pretty soul destroying. But I figured if I get injured again, I could just walk home really quickly. Um, and I then decided, right, I'm going to turn Clissold Park into the friendliest park by saying hello to everyone. And after, because you get some people who come in and do maybe a 10K, six yeah, laps. Yeah. That means they're going to they're gonna pass you 12 times. And every single time I go, hello, hey. Oh my hey, God, that's like, hey. that's the work for a British person. That's like the worst thing ever. It's the awkwardness of having to say hello for the second time. But sometimes, but, the, the, but some people would be, and I do agree with this. Um, and I don't know, I mean, our, our lady listeners is it the same for you? Do you find that, do you try and say hello to anyone? And if you do, is it the female list, the runners who are less likely to say hello? But I found that I'd sometimes instantly, I'd say hello. And s- some of the guys would be, you could see they'd react to go, Oh, he just said hello to me. And they were like, Oh, hello. They're like, brilliant. Guys said hello to me. Brilliant. I'm saying, but, uh, and you know, even you can tell on the, the next lap when you're coming up to them, they're already excited about it. They're looking forward to it. They're like, I reckon I'm going to pass that guy again. Is he going to say hello again? And then you can see that look in their eyes. He'd be like, hello again. And so about four or five times in, it becomes your thing. It's suddenly <laughs> this great thing. And there'd be, there'd be some, some females who wouldn't say hello the whole time. There'd be some who after two would, would realize I'm, this is what I'm doing. And so then they start doing it and then they'd warm to it. And I hoped that over the course of my marathon training, which is, I mean, I, I I didn't do this from the start, and I because I did do one mile loops from the start, but I probably had a good ten weeks in there, and ten weeks of every Sunday for two to three hours, saying hello to every single runner. I hoped I'd have this this trickle down effect where they think that's what everyone does in Clissold Park. So then, well, even when I wasn't there, they'd be running rounds and they'd be like hello, and they would happen and it would just take off. But no. no. <laughs> oh, I thought that was going to have a good ending. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. I don't know. The thing is, I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty friendly when I'm out running, and I'll like nod to people and stuff. Unless someone looks like they're really serious and they're, um, they're trying to go for it. Um, yeah. In which case, this you know you clean it because everyone. I'd never have my headphones on, so yeah. For me, I I can say hello and stuff like that, and it's not a problem. Um, but yeah, there's something about saying it to girls and for it not to be threatening, especially like you're running in parks and stuff like that. But the thing is, you're you're dressed as a runner. You think if you were going to be yeah. like a perv, you'd probably be in something, you know, probably not fluorescent running kit. Yeah, running with a water bottle <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything I, about. 
Yeah, no, I uh, I used to... But the thing is, it, it, it does... People running towards you... can. I've had experiences where people who aren't running have reacted badly to having someone running there. Yeah. Like, when yeah. I used to... When I lived in Colchester, I used to go out running, and it was dark, and I... Uh, oh, it's dangerous around Colchester, you see, why. Yeah. It's the hood. It's the squaddies. The, I was running around Colchester, and it was dark, and I was running... And it's difficult, because someone hears all of a sudden the tap-tap coming from behind them. Well, it is. Yeah. And uh, I was running past this bloke, and he, uh, he obviously shat himself and swung his shopping at me and hit me with his shopping. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And what did he do when he realised you were just running? It was really apologetic, really apologetic. But his shopping was like made, made up mainly of um, cans of lager. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically, who's the daddy now? But I, I find if people on, the, on their phone... So they're not really listening, and then they suddenly hear you next to them. That's when they shit themselves. Yeah, that's the thing. You have to you have to be really careful when you're running. I I think definitely running behind girls and stuff like that. I know it just sounds incredibly sort of sexist, but I, I just think what would you know if uh, if you hear someone coming up behind you and it's dark, uh, it must it must be frightening. So I try to make as much noise as possible. Which, uh, which is... <laughs> How do you make your noise? <laughs> are, you, are you whistling? Are you singing songs? Are you just, just stamping? I just, I just breathe. Are you, really, are you clapping I, like this? I breathe really deeply because then they can hear me coming. So I breathe really, really deeply. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> 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 yeah, I always find that's the best way. No, well, do, you I, make, do you make the wide load, uh, wide load noise? Beep, 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 beep. I tell you what I don't do, which I hate. To the left... To the right, or someone says that. I hate it when people say that. To the left. Oh, you're coming through so quickly that you you you, you can't just say excuse me or something. Coming no, through to the left. But sometimes you have to. No beds. But do you not do you not find that sometimes when you walk if you're if you're overtaking someone, instead of them walking normally, they just start swerving everywhere. Yeah. Do you think if you walk yes. normally? That makes perfect sense. But then if you've got someone like me who can't tell their left from their right, they go to the left. And so you go, oh, I'm going to go to the left now. Uh-huh. Does that mean you're going to the left? I, you know, what's the, I've never agreed this etiquette with you. So don't, don't talk to me like that. It's like people that ring a bell on a bike. That's offensive. So you think I should, from afar, go, I'm overtaking to your right. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's better. Okay. But the thing is, you know, if you've got headphones and stuff, I don't know. I, I think we need a, I think we need our females. Time Bridge Group 5, weighed in on this. Yeah, what is the, what's, the, what's the best way? How, how do you feel not to Because that's a good question. And do you have the same thing? Do you, have, do you find when you're friendly to people, or are you not friendly to people because you think this guy's going to think I'm hitting on him, he's then going to run next to me and go, oh, hello, where are you going for a run for? <laughs> to be oh, fair... That's probably what most blokes would think. Girls smiling at me. I'm in there. <laughs> blokes are knobheads like that, generally. In, in fact, when you say you talk, talk to other ultramarathoners, is that what happened? A girl was running, she smiled at you, and then you made her stop and chat to her. No, how, how many times? The thing is, if you're, if you're running, um, well, if you're all in like, the ultra kit and stuff, I've just stopped with so many people. And in a way, I don't know, it must be a tribal thing because I've never yeah. stopped and talked to other groups of runners. Um, 
yeah, I've, I've, I've run with people, but I've always known them. Oh, really? Because the... We, London's... It's obviously a big place, but actually if you... When you're, if you're doing a long run, the, the, the vast majority of runners will probably go into Hyde Park at some point. Yeah. Because it's quite hard to find a 20-mile loop from London without going yeah. off miles or into places it's quite hard to figure out a nice place where you can't oh, no, yeah. you when, cross roads. When and, I was when I was like training for them, I was go I was going to like Lee Valley and up by Tottenham and just trying to go any distance in order to try and make the make the distance going to places that I'd you know never never been before. Yeah, and so um, it was the easiest thing is just to I'll run to Hyde Park, I do two laps. So you end up with quite a few groups of the different running clubs like Clapham Chasers come up there and run around there you'll get um, obviously Serpentine Heath Siders come in so it's quite in fact this last Sunday I was running around and I met Gemma from from Clapham and she went Dave and so I just ran with her which is really nice Yeah. so I'd do that um, I, I guess I would stop if it was a really good friend who I hadn't seen for ages and wanted a proper catch up but then you can do it while you're running yeah as long as you're not, you know, as long as one of you's not trying to smash out a tempo or doing intervals or... Yeah. Well, no, that's... When I, when I like, me and I with Ultron, it's normally on a long run or something, so you're going pretty slow anyway at a relaxed pace and, and everything, so... You're probably desperate for a stop as well, and it's a good excuse. Well, you've been, yeah, you've been out for six hours or something, and you've not spoken <laughs> to anyone, so you're just... Hi, hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I've been out ages, I've run out of water and everything. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. I think we yeah, definitely need some uh, some feedback there from uh, yeah from the from the group. And we've um, and we've also had on the Facebook group. There's been a continuation of our DNF discussion with Steph. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting so, one. The DNF thing, isn't it? Because uh, it's it's like a, there's, there's another side of the another side of the argument about um, DNFing, and that's about the art of making you excuses early. Yeah. And if you yeah, really I mean, were I'm... if you really were injured as much as you say you are, then why are you even starting the race in the first place? So shall I read I'll read what um is it Amy Veronica, she the the comment that she made that's that yeah. sort of kicked it off. She's just thinking about the DNF chat. I think there's a lot of weird bravado that begins on the start line involving people having a competition over who is the most broken, like, oh, I shouldn't really be running, I have no kneecaps, broken toe, plate in my head. I don't know how much of this is to the same tune of, oh, I haven't revised in a Cuban exam at school, or how much of it is, I must finish this race because I paid for it and I'd rather not lose a foot than £70. Obstacle races, I think, are the absolute worst for this. I think genuinely serious runners would have a little more respect for their injured bodies. Something that I've experienced a dear... Something that I've experienced is a DNF because my head simply wasn't in the game. I was not having fun. There was nothing physically wrong with me to prevent me continuing, but I just didn't want to. I don't think we put enough emphasis on the fact that whilst your body must be ready, your mind has to be fit too. I don't think there's any more shame in a mental DNF compared to one where you've pulled for snapping your arm off. I wish more people thought that way. Well, the the fact is, I agree with her completely, and especially about... OCR versus the difference is that, is that true then is it is that does that happen like in OCR all the time oh my god because I mean when you run generally to to be fit or to represent your club or to get a time or to meet a challenge yeah OCR is all about tough or yeah. about being able to achieve something and so therefore the, the tie to that is 
well, I can't be asked. I've hurt my leg a bit. I just can't, be, you know, I don't think it's a good idea to run. That doesn't really fit in with someone who's doing double the dirty weekend, yeah. um, 20 miler with 200 obstacles, or who's doing four laps of nuts, as you'll find out, <laughs> through the winter, where hypothermia is a genuine worry and quite a high likelihood. And so it doesn't really fit in with, well, I just can't be bothered to, to do this today. I'm not enjoying it that much. Because people are, people stake so much pride on finishing some of these races and the achievement of I'm, I'm tough enough. I don't let these things beat me. The, the whole mentality of, um, you know, uh, if, if uh, you know, pain is, is, is weakness leaving the body, all stuff like that. Uh, but the fact she even mentioned the shame of a DNF. <laughs> why should it be shame why oh, it, is, it is shameful why oh yeah it is shameful isn't it have we, just, have we um, decided is DNFing bad or not I, it's been a while now since I've um, since I DNFed well I know I, I mean I, know, we, I still don't know what I think about it we were all in different camps I mean Steph Steph definitely would never want to DNF anything because that's almost her that's that's what she's known for. Finishing everything, no yeah. matter how hard. And I guess if you you almost need that if you're gonna take on something like the death race. Cause if you if your head's not in it, or you think, I'm not really enjoying this, I can't be asked, then you're never gonna finish the death race because there's there's the only way you'd stay in the death race is by ignoring every logical reason to leave the death race which yeah. would be numerous and physical reason and most of the way through you'd be I'm, this is bad for me I'm feeling horrific my body's falling apart I don't want to be here and so to finish that you've got to have the mentality of no matter what no matter what it takes I'm staying yeah but there is a lot of people talking about their injuries and people talking about been on it last night on the source or Wait it's my minute. third who, race who, who is who, who does all of those things <laughs> I, but, but then the other side of things do you want do you want to be the guy as well he turns up and goes oh yeah i'm uh i'm in phenomenal form i'm gonna smash this because then you're a cock as well yeah but that's there's something i don't know why not why talk about it at all i can't stand I can't stand all that talk. I really can't. I can't stand people are going, oh, yeah, I'm doing this, doing that. It's like, why, why are you even telling me any of this stuff? Why are you because posting you're, you're, it? Why? No, no, a lot of it's just, just at the beginning of a race and you're, trying to, you're chatting with everyone around you. How are you doing? How are you feeling about today? And the, if you're saying, how are you feeling about today? You don't want to go, I'm feeling great. I think I'm going to absolutely smash this. Just watch how incredibly I'm going to get this. You, you can't say that if you think of it. You're like, well, yeah, not too bad. A bit tired from this. Or you're, you're trying to be a bit understated and a bit humble. So I don't know if it's a continuation of that or whether it's, if it is a, I'm putting my excuses in now for in case I do badly. I'm pretty good at that one, I've got to say. I've got to admit. Or whether it is a, Look how tough I am for still doing this, this even this, though. This podcast is one giant excuse. <laughs> it is, <laughs> the, amount it is. Of, the amount of excuses you've made. Actually, you've got a, a huge debt of excuses and a small amount of credit of wins. They, it doesn't, they don't equate to each other. Yeah. They don't equate well, the, to each other. It's, it's totally incongruous. You've, you're, you're like the most injured person 
yet you've won more races than most people. But the weird thing is that the ones I've run, I've not been in... Like, I'd probably go for ages now without winning anything. And like, at the moment, I am in incredible shape. But I'm not going to win anything. And at those times, I wasn't in that great shape. It's weird. It's just that I was in races that I don't think people... What I love, yeah. what I love is that when you, when you win a race... You alienate everybody by, saying, <laughs> by, by belittling the people that won it before by saying, oh, there aren't very good runners in it. And then belittling everyone else who competed in that race by saying that they weren't that good. Oh, no. I'm trying to... I'm just trying to... <laughs> no, you've done the same about the MDS. You've belittled everyone that's done the MDS as well in the same way, which I, I think is quite, a, quite an art. <laughs> what was your alternative? You make it sound as though you're, you're being uh, modest, and actually it has the opposite effect. <laughs> oh no, I've never even realised that. Oh god, I'm sorry for everyone I've ever raced with. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> that was a lot of people. Oh. The people who've won it before um, have been proven to not be that good because, you know, there's not met that many great people in it originally, and then the people that you've beaten, you say, "Well, it was, you know, I was lucky to, I was lucky to win that race because everyone else in it was was utter shit." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so what? If I ever, because hopefully, hopefully, I'll never win a, ga- a race ever again. Well, I think all, those, never... all those people are hoping that you'll never win a race. <laughs> <laughs> so I they're probably I... all, they're probably all cheering for me <laughs> never to win a race. So say, so say I win a race. No, what should I say? You should say um, it was a, it was a tough race, um, and there was a good competition, and I'm really pleased with my performance. All this playing it down shit doesn't doesn't wash because you. Oh, it's, no. it's it's offensive. I think it's offensive. I'm not like offensive in like thing, but I just if I heard that if I'd have won that race the year before and then I heard you say that, I'd have thought, oh, I was really proud of what you know what I did in that race. But uh, oh but, no, yeah. don't matter. No. I, but but that's what I'm saying. I, I thought I, I was know. being a nice guy. No 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 no, you were, you were being a massive cock. But what? Oh, but, <laughs> so even no, no, when I'm not, so even when oh. you're, yeah. But the thing is, it, this is this is the problem. So you're you're getting your excuses in by doing it. But you're saying those things. Oh, you know, you're playing it down and things like that. But the effect of that really is is the opposite, isn't it? Because what you're what yeah. you're effectively doing is that you're you're not respecting the other people in the race, really. Uh, so I'm going to do the reverse from now on. <laughs> You should just kind of go, yeah, I'm going to fucking nail this. I am fucking awesome. I'm going to kick the shit out of this course and everyone in it. And then when I don't, I go, well, it's because you guys are so good. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Isn't that better? But that's better, isn't that's it? That's much better. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> but that only works if you don't win. What happens if you don't win? They think, what a cock. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then... Then they'll be going, but he's got the confidence. That's why. That's why he's won. <laughs> that's he's why. He's got the confidence. He's a special yeah. one. He knew. He knew from the start, and they think maybe if I was more of a cock, I'd have won. Yeah, that's it. You have to trick. Everybody, you have to trick everyone else into being a cock. That's the key. That's the key to running. You have to trick everyone else into being a cock. Okay. You did. You thought running was about actual running, but it's not at all. There's this. Oh careful, no, no, no! I play this, so many mind this games. Careful interplay of everything else. No, I, I play no, mind games I the do, whole way. I do the opposite. I do the opposite. I say, oh, I'm going to do really badly in this race. Um, you know, I'm probably, I'm probably, you know, not going to finish it. Yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to probably come in last. I'm going to probably take six and a half hours and stuff like that. 
But, but that's all true. But the thing is, yeah, I live up to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, oh god, I've just—I I genuinely feel really guilty and bad now. Ah, oh, well, um, and oh, oh you don't feel sorry, everyone. Bad at all. Sorry. Oh, but it's just more that I, I'm aware that I'm a cop for about 60% of my life. And I was thinking, but this 40%, I'm really, like, humble. I'm a really nice guy. Like, no, I'm an even bigger cock. I'm like a cock bus, a cock to the... Oh. Cock to the bulls and back again. Oh, wow. 100% cock. 100% cock, yeah. Yeah. It's like your dating, uh, dating history, isn't it? Anyway, anyway, so but the discussion went on. Other people ch- chipped in with some, some good comments, I thought. Yeah, they did. Um, so here's some of the other comments. From Andrew Bolly Palmer. I think our ACR crowd regularly forgets just how tough these races are on our bodies. It's a full body workout with opportunity to smash yourself around every corner, add it to cold water, and we have a recipe for injury, especially if you don't train or rest and recover, like I do. Oops. Haha, <laughs> still have a shoulder injury from the world champs, but I haven't raced much. I had a DNF on a half marathon a couple of years ago as my head wasn't in it. Training was spot on and I could have probably got a PB, but I was grumpy and even laws wouldn't play balls, so I pulled up at five miles and headed back home in a bigger grump. But once you, fa- but you, once you fail once, you find it's not so bad. That's relevant to you. DNF, oh. <laughs> DNF can be your true, body's worst It isn't so bad. What was the other thing? <laughs> P.S. Love David Hallard chatting about his injury and lack of preparation for Man V Mountain. You know the race he smashed and won. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh no. So he's also saying, Dave, you were cocked that day. That's what, that's what I'm reading now that, now that you've told me the code. Thanks, Bolly. <laughs> he well, is. Uh, but that's. he. The thing is, him saying that, yeah. most people that I know in OCR would have a shoulder injury, who had a shoulder injury from the world champs, would be racing every week still. Right, okay. And, and they'd be telling everyone about yeah, it, but, and then they'd be complaining about it. But if they went to the world champs, surely they would all be they're, they're all a bit shit anyway. And so, you know... No, 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 no. Uh, my, my new thing is, anyone... Oh, I don't know, I've not practiced it. I don't God. know how to do this. Oh, I don't God. know how to not be a cock. No, uh, anyone who goes is... Uh, I'm just happy for them to be there. And if I manage to beat any of them, I'll be amazed because they're so good. Yeah? Oh, it's, the thing is, it's just not convincing. Uh, I've got to practice it more. I'm going to practice it in front practice of a mirror. Yeah. Well, we, yeah. yeah, we know that, but we're talking about this. Um, That's true. That's true. Right, Midge Harper, great post. Most aren't as injured as they make out. They're just getting their excuses in. If someone's injured so they made out, they wouldn't be on the start line but in hospital. And if all of the ones that consistently complain of illness injury, and there are a lot of them, were fully fit, then apparently they would be regularly podiuming. podiuming. Train, yes, but rest to recover is just as important. I am awesome at resting. I agree with you, Midge. Awesome at resting <laughs> is my, my speciality. I'm better at resting than running, in fact. So we want to hear the best excuses you've heard from people. Or the most far-fetched ones, or the most, the best reasons for DNFing, the worst reasons for DNFing. I think there's going to be a lot of funny stories here. I when I when I did the MDS, uh, the there was a lot of the opposite of this. Not making it just people talking about how they were good. They, the word "smash it" didn't come up very often back then because it wasn't yeah. popular. But people saying that they were 
like really being sort of boastful about you know being massive cocks about how well they were going to do. Really? Uh, Why is that? Do you think? No, I don't know. It's like the night before we're all sat around uh, in the in the hotel you sat in eating. Uh, the night before you go out, and there were people just sat there, just going, "Yeah, I've trained in a, I've, you know, I've been training in a sauna, I've been doing this, doing that, I hope to get, you know, top ten finish, things like that." And you're like, "All oh, right, all right," and you're not joining in because you're just thinking, "Oh, I just, I just hope to finish the thing without dying, actually." Uh, and then, well, the, go on. Well, because I, I do find, I find that really surprising actually, because my intention is to go there, the fittest, the fastest I've ever been, but I'm aware that I have no clue what it's going to be like and that at any point anything could go wrong. There's so many things that could go wrong and there's no control over anything that in the race really and there's so many other people there and so I could quite happily go in and they said, if people said to me, how do you feel? I'd be like, honestly, training's gone brilliant but I'm still bricking it a bit. Yeah, yeah, but that's honest. And I think, that's honest. Yeah. But I'm surprised that people actually think all these things without knowing. Well, well it's not the fact that they think it; they say it as well. You just think, what? Why? Why are you? Why are you saying these things? I don't know. I just I never really understand it. It's fine being confident stuff, and then you find out you're like, oh right. So do you do a lot of like ultra marathons? Do you do a lot of marathon stuff? Oh yeah, I've done. Uh, you know, I, I do Ironman, Ironman this, Ironman that. And you're like, oh, all right. So you're a cyclist. Fine. Oh, it's uh, your it's your hate of Ironmans again. Uh, look, I don't hate them enough to have a tattoo. <laughs> okay. If you, if you were to put the hatred of Ironmans on the scale of Edinburgh Marathon... I haven't got a problem with Edinburgh Marathon. Yes, It's on my scale, on my scale. But what, what did we decide last time we, we hated I don't, Edinburgh Marathon? I don't, the thing is, I don't hate Ironman or anything like that. What I, yeah. I hate that is specifically that sort of attitude about thinking that Ironman is in some way better than, better than running. I mean, it's just actually, it's different. But really, you know, running is normally, someone that's doing Ironman, their weakest element of the, of the run. I don't think Ironman people are normally, don't translate into being great runners. But I, I do think there's, yeah, I think, I think there's probably a mentality that once you've done something that hard, you could probably do anything. Yeah, I imagine there is, and it's probably it's probably true to a certain extent. Is it? Yeah, I think if you've got that mentality of just keep on going, and also the mentality of because you think what you got to do to do an Ironman, the amount of training you got to do, if someone then decides to do a different sport, they know you know that they're prepared to put that much work in to get across the finish line. So therefore, if they apply it to running, you know they're going to have trained hard for the MDS. It's a different thing, but yeah. But the thing is, it's difficult. You know, it's, it's about understanding how to how to prepare for it. I mean, a lot of them weren't prepared for the amount of sort of the the sort of the terrain that they were running on and the amount of walking that, that they ended up doing. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, or being out for more hours in sort of the hot sun that you know, or even running over sand or on rocks or you know, on other, any of those situations that. That as a runner, you probably would have you know trained for. But I think now, because of the internet. Oh well, yeah, that's. It. I mean, I I I got most of the stuff that I I knew from the internet and training days and stuff. I mean, they they didn't have any of those training days and stuff. Even yeah. you know, I what I did it what four years ago, and they didn't have like a MDS day or anything else like that that they have now. It was I all. Think, 
you've you've unless you're intentionally not trying to find things out, it's pretty hard not to get a good understanding of what happens now. I think you say that though, it's it is different though once you get there. It's it's not. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I've got. That's why I still think I'm clear. Oh, I am clueless, really. There were some people. But, uh, there's some people that went out and like basically trained in the desert for for like a few weeks before. Well, I, I was tempted to do that, except it's a chartered flight that you get, so you can't change the dates. Yeah. So I'd have to pay for my own flight out, which I'm not keen to do. Unless I can get around 24/7 to do it, because I'm right for them. So that maybe, maybe we can get a free one from Paul. Um, let's find out, because that would be quite cool. But also, it's extra time and yeah. No, I, I yeah. don't know. I always, I had it down. The thing is, I I looked at the MDS differently from the way that you're looking at it. I looked at it as I, it was something that I sh- wasn't sure I could do. Not that many people, you know. Not it wasn't that popularly talked about as much even a few years ago i read about it in a in a book and i didn't know anything about ultra running or anything like that when i when i heard about it and i honestly thought it sounded the the hardest thing you could ever do you know that probably tested you and i thought it'd be something that if i could do that it would prove you know that i could pretty much do anything so it it had like a big big meaning to me and it just seems so yeah so ridiculous i mean like it's something where i could die that's the that's the other thing and so my all of it, my training and everything was try to make sure that you minimize your chances. Well, yeah, but then you know now it's like I look at it. I look having done it. I now look at it thinking, oh, you know, there was never really any chance that I was going to die. But you don't know that if you don't know that we go. Yeah. To. And then, but I know. think I've, of people going this year, I've probably got the highest chance um, of not finishing out well, of people going well there's a lot the thing is I was in a tent with a load of people who were really quick but you know m- most of them ended up on drips because they pushed yeah. it you know and it's about knowing what you can do in that in that heat so yeah and, and I think that's uh, a real risk for me is that I will go as hard as I can and it's, it's how do you go as hard as you can without blowing up yeah anyway we've totally diverged off the <laughs> I think we need to end that there because we, uh, we're actually we've got we've actually got so much feedback stuff we're going to have to record another episode uh, yeah. about this but keep it coming guys we love it it's so good just start sending us stupid challenges give us your thoughts on best excuses worst excuses for DNFing um, and get, get tweeted to the running awards get some hackers on our side Oh, and look, get- we've got, we've got, we have to mention one specific challenge for you. Now, if you've been listening to the uh, 12 Days of Bad Boy Christmas, you'll know that the very first one is um, one ship marathon called Edinburgh. Now, <laughs> it, it's effectively a 20-minute review of Edinburgh where David spiel, uh, spells out everything that he doesn't like about it. And you know, from listening to David, it's pretty obvious why, why you feel that way. We thought we wondered whether it would be interesting to try and goad Edinburgh into try into actually sharing this or retweeting it. So, if possible, we thought is a challenge for you, do badders. If you've got a Twitter account, put on Twitter and copy the episode in uh, and put oh, great review of Edinburgh <laughs> to listen to. Listen to this, you know, this cracking uh, this cracking view on Edinburgh. Make it sound really positive, and then we can see yeah. if we can get Edinburgh Marathon to to, to retweet but, it. But, 
but you've got to write it in a way that it's not technically lied. It's not saying this is a really this says is, this says it's Edinburgh's a great marathon. But you've got to say this review is spot on or this review really nails it. Yeah. Edinburgh marathon because the way tw- Twitter works, most people just see something. Yep like retweet without listening to it without and that'd be great if they tweet it out to the whole of the the uh the twitter for twitter followers of edinburgh math and that'd be quality <laughs> yeah that's so that's it so that's the if, a challenge if you're gonna do it and if, if they retweet it let us know because that would be that would be ace as well so i think that's the end of this episode and and richard all... marks as well come on we need rich to get involved richard marks and remember we're going to be in the Crown and Two Chairman on Monday, 28th of December. If you want to join the virtual race of this, um, we're going to post details up on the Facebook group soon. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, that's where all the action happens. So go to Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast and uh, apply to join the group and we will get you in there. Brilliant. Well, I love the catch up ones, um, partly because the list is so good. So thanks, guys. And thanks, JD. See you later. Bye. Bye.